What did we learn from the Panthers' preseason opener against the Jets? We'll talk about it right here on Locked on Panthers. You are Locked on Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, your team every day. That's our motto here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where on Fridays throughout the rest of the preseason, I'll answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions, either at me or DM me to get those questions into me now, at Julian Council. Well... Saturday was a rough afternoon for the Panthers and all Panther fans as the Panthers fell 27 to nothing to the New York Jets in their preseason opener at Bank of America Stadium. Now, sure, it's just the preseason. The scoreline doesn't matter or really count towards anything the Panthers are trying to achieve, but it was alarming. And we talked about it on Saturday afternoon following the game, and we all went over the things that we're concerned about, and we'll talk about what we learned today on the show from that preseason performance against the Jets. Now, Frank Reich, the head coach in Carolina, he came out and said after the game, it was a good week uh, that had a bad ending. And the thing about it in the NFL, you can have a lot of great weeks, Monday through Saturday, but on Sunday, if you don't come out there and perform well and win, then in total, it's a bad week. And the Carolina Panthers may have had great practices throughout the week, might have had a great joint practice with the Jets on Wednesday, might have been fast and physical then. But on Saturday, when it mattered most, albeit the preseason, we did not see that from the Carolina Panthers, which was discouraging for a team where a lot of people, myself included, were very excited coming off of the offseason and seeing that Frank Reich had come to Carolina and seeing the staff that David Tepper funded Frank Reich to bring and build here in Carolina, seeing the Panthers be aggressive and go up and get their quarterback in Bryce Young and all the positives that came out of free agency. And over the first couple of weeks, as they close out training camp, then to have that on Saturday... Yeah, that leaves a bad taste in your mouth and has people right back to doubting the Panthers' ability to compete in the NFC South or really just in the NFL this upcoming season in 2023. So what did we learn from Saturday's performance against the Jets, the 27-0 loss at home in the preseason opener? Well, first off, you learned that Bryce Young can take a hit because there is certainly people out there who, and probably still are concerned even after watching him take a hit, they're concerned whether he, Bryce Young at 5'10", probably 195 playing weight, whether he can hold up in the NFL. Yeah, he held up in the SEC, completely different ball game there, only had one serious injury that only kept him out a single week, and that was when he found a shoulder wrong against Arkansas last year, which kept him out of the A&M game, but then he came back the week later against Tennessee and put up some massive numbers and looked like the Bryce Young that you had seen prior to that in 2022, and the guy you saw in the Heisman Trophy in 2021. But still, different ball game there in the SEC than now coming up to the NFL where everyone's faster, stronger, and bigger. So could Bryce hold up? Well, we saw from the, from the get-go, Bryce Young take two pretty gnarly hits and then get sacked later on. Taking three hits and 11 snaps is less than ideal. But he was calm under pressure. He wasn't rushed. 
He didn't look to have scattered feet in the pocket. He looked like a guy who had face pressure before and someone who understood what he was doing and was confident in what he was doing. Now, the offensive line didn't help him, and we'll get to them here momentarily. But by all accounts, Bryce Young not only can take a hit, but he can handle the pressure of an NFL defense. Now, it wasn't all the ones out there for the Jets, but he did not see Bryce Young looking like someone who hadn't played football in over a year, like what we saw from Matt Corral later on in that game. Look at Bryce Young, look at Matt Corral. Protection for both, not great. The weapons different for Bryce than they were for Matt Corral, but one guy looked comfortable while the other guy did not look comfortable. And yes, Bryce Young getting far more reps in practice and the opportunity to face off against the ones where Matt Corral is not getting an opportunity and he came out and said, I really haven't played football since last August. But one guy looked jittery and one guy looked calm and under pressure and that calm under pressure and that was Bryce Young who showed he can take a hit and that he also can handle the pressure of an NFL defense in his preseason debut against the Jets on Saturday. Now, the second thing that we learned is that the offensive line may be a bigger issue than we previously expected. Going to the season, the Panthers were returning all five of their starters from last year, though they knew they would start off the season missing one of them in Austin Corbett, who tore his ACL in Week 18 against the Saints and is still working his way back from that knee injury and hopefully can come back maybe around the midpoint of the season. Now, Scott Fitter had come out and said once the Panthers got down to training camp that he was ahead of schedule, but so far, Corbett's unable to do a lot of the things that he's going to be asked to do and required to do once he comes out there and starts again at right guard. So the thought was, okay, Cade May, filled in there at right guard during OTA's mandatory minicamp. Some of the Panthers utilized last year in the Arby's package. Good prospect. Sounds like it could be fine. Well, as we saw on Saturday, things are very so not fine. As Cade May struggled at right guard, Justin McCray struggled at right guard, and Michael Jordan struggled at right guard. Three different right guards there in those three series with Bryce Young in there at quarterback. And that looks like to be a big weakness for the Carolina Panthers. It's not just the right guard that was concerning. It was also Ike Aquanu getting beat on that first play by Solomon Thomas, who in his own right was a top 10 pick. Actually, what, a number three pick overall a couple years ago from by San Francisco. But he's bounced around and never really lived up to that billing. Now he's in New York a part of a very deep and talented defensive line group, he beats Icky off the get-go, someone who he had heard throughout training camp was taking the next step to being a Pro Bowl, All-Pro type of player there at left tackle. We saw Brady Christensen struggle. We saw even Taylor Moten have his moments, and he came out and spoke to the media on Monday afternoon following practice, saying that he's going to be critical of himself. And he certainly understands that on Saturday that was not good enough and that that group has to be better. And as a leader of that group, he has to go out there and lead the way. It was not just the right guard position. It was the overall offensive line unit that struggled on Saturday afternoon. It was the ones, it was the twos, it was the threes. Every single one of them did not play up to par in what we expect. Now, as I told you all the other day, I'm still confident Ike Aquano would be a good football player for the Carolina Panthers at left tackle. I'm still confident that Bradley Bozeman at center will be a good football player for the Carolina Panthers in 2023. The same case for Taylor Moten. I'm less confident that the right guard situation will ever be figured out even when Corbett comes back because that's such a difficult injury to come back from, that being an ACL, especially for an offensive lineman, and then to expect him to have the same power and explosion and physicality that he's played with throughout the entirety of his career, dating back to Cleveland, Los Angeles, and then last year where he was the highest-rated offensive lineman here in Carolina. Then at left guard, Brady Christensen was already considered the weak link of the offensive line that was dramatically improved last year 
Is he still suited to start at left guard? Maybe he moves over the right guard. Right now, there are two big questions on this offensive line at the left guard and right guard positions, and the Panthers need to get that sorted out. Did not think we'd be in this situation, but after Saturday's performance, while I think they're better than that, we are asking a lot of questions and learning a lot about that offensive line and where they're at right now on August 15th. Now, the third thing that we learn is there's a lot of work left to do before September 10th when the Panthers head down to Atlanta and face divisional rival Atlanta Falcons because it wasn't just the offensive line. The offense barely crossed the 50 on Saturday. The ones didn't look good. The twos didn't look good. The threes didn't look good. No one looked good offensively for the Carolina Panthers on Saturday afternoon. And then when you look at it with the Jets, it's not like Zach Wilson was great. It wasn't like Tim Boyle, who threw a hellacious interception to Sam Franklin, looked any good. But the Jets somehow managed to move the football down the field. Bryce wasn't able to do it, in large part because the offensive line didn't help him. Matt Corral was not able to do it, in large part because the offensive line couldn't help him. He also was never comfortable back there and needs more reps and experience and probably doesn't fit into the Carolina Panthers' um, big picture moving forward. We'll see. But no one. On the Panthers looked good at all on Saturday afternoon, offensively or defensively, and that is a problem, but there's still time, and we learned that, okay, while all the vibes have been great about the new staff, the new quarterback, how they started off training camp, there's still a lot of work to do over the next couple weeks leading into that game against Atlanta to start off the season there on September 10th. So that's what we learned on Saturday. Who helped their cause and who hurt their cause from Saturday's preseason game as we talk about guys on the roster bubble? We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a draft or scouting a waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So, with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. Looking for a safe quarterback to take as a starter late after you wait on the position? Then you can ride with Vikings Kirk Cousins, one of the most consistent, healthiest, and most reliable passing producers. Cousins has great weapons in year two of a pass-happier offense under head coach Kevin O'Connell. From Justin Jefferson to rookie Jordan Addison, he'll once again drive a team well that is loaded first at the other positions. Vinny Iyer from Lockdown Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship, and eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With eBay Guaranteed Fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shocks, struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it, and they'll make sure it is the right fit for your car because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweaty if your ride needs a little fixing up because now you know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go eBay Guaranteed Fit, everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. 
So we learned some things about the Carolina Panthers on Saturday in their preseason opener loss to the New York Jets. Some things I think that uh, many of us did not expect to learn, which is the offensive line uh, may have some bigger issues than we previously expected. Yeah, we knew that Austin Court being out was going to be a question there at right guard who would fill that spot. And we all assume that, hey, it would be Cade Mays. He did it back in OTAs, mandatory minicamp. That's where he started off training camp at. Yeah, they brought in some guys like Chandler Zavala who maybe could compete there at left guard with Brady Christensen, but he started off on Pup, so we didn't see much of a competition there. And Justin McCray could be an option, but it felt like Mays was the guy. Well, we saw on Saturday that maybe Mays is not the guy. He could still end up being it, but it's not just the right guard spot. It's left guard. It was left tackle that struggled with Iki Aquan. It was the entire offensive line unit from the ones to the twos to the threes. Maybe the depth's just not there like I expected. So that is certainly something that people are concerned about heading to 2023 after a dismal performance from the O-line. But just from the Panthers overall, the offense wasn't great. The defense wasn't great. Got a lot of things to clean up before they head down to Atlanta on September 10th to face the Falcons in that opener in week one in Bryce Young's debut. Now let's get into some guys who helped their cause and who hurt their cause two weeks away from the 53-man roster cut down. So let's start off with the guys who helped their cause. Now going back in the training camp, before we started off, I gave my 53-man roster projection. I only projected four edge rushers to make the roster, expecting the Carolina Panthers at some point in time were either going to add a guy via – you know, just tra traditional free agency or that they would sign someone after roster cutdowns. I just felt like the Panthers were going to add someone. And they did that last Sunday when they added Justin Houston, the veteran edge rusher who spent two years in Indianapolis when Frank Reich was the coach there. He's now here in Carolina. So now with Justin Houston, with Brian Burns, and then Marquise Haynes, who takes a step back as not a starter, but someone who can rotate with Houston, you feel good about those top three guys. Then you add in DJ Johnson, third-round pick out of Oregon, who the Panthers reached on who also had a pretty good day on Saturday afternoon against the Jets three tackles had one tackle for loss you have those four then could someone else be in that mix could it be Itor Grossmatos could it be Amari Barno would someone else be able to make the roster well looking at it, it feels like Amari Barno is the guy who really helped his cause as he had a sack on Saturday afternoon, lone sack of the afternoon. Also had another tackle to go along with that and looked fast, played a lot of special teams, and that's the way to make the roster. For a young guy who didn't play a lot of snaps last year, if he wants to be on this team, he's going to have to show some bursts like he did in the preseason last season. He's got to show some bursts there as far as getting a sack and after the passer and his opportunities during the preseason, which are going to kind of dwindle as more preseason games come on Friday and then next Friday. But he also got to show some prowess on special teams, which I think he did. So if Mario Barn if Amari Barn is going to make this roster, he's going to have to do what he can on special teams, but also be able to show that he can help out situationally as an edge rusher. So Amari Barno is someone who I felt could benefit from Justin Houston coming in because he's a veteran, but also someone who might be on the borderline of not making the roster because of the addition. I think it was a good Saturday for Amari Barno and someone who put himself in position to get closer to making the roster here in 2023. Now the Panthers have a decision to make. Do they want to carry four running backs? Or do they want to carry three right now? It's pretty solid that obviously Miles Sanders, who we did not see with that hamstring issue on Saturday, that he's going to be the bell cow. Then Chuba Hubbard will play a role. Then the third back, who also turns out to be the main returner for the Panthers, Raheem Blackshear. Those three guys feel pretty solidly on the roster. But the Panthers, there's been some conversation of, hey, is there some bruiser type of back, a short yardage guy they could lean on, someone who could also help out in the run game? And Spencer Brown, someone that I've brought up. 
And Brown had a pretty good day. When you look at the offense that was not great overall, he probably had the best day of everyone on the offense of eight carries for 34 yards, about 4.3 yards per carry. He had three receptions as well. Didn't really do much with those, but showed some versatility, being able to catch the ball in the backfield, but also being able to run the ball, get some good yardage, had 13-yard um, long on a Saturday. So Spencer Brown's someone who... Looking at it, hey, maybe he is now positioned himself to earn that spot as the fourth back in Carolina if they want to keep someone. The safety spot is somewhere that's very crowded. Jeremy Chin, not going to play safety. Now listed more as a um, nickel cornerback on the Panthers roster, but still could play safety if they need him to. You saw Sam Franklin get that interception on it, the hellacious interception from Tim Doyle or Boyle, whatever his name is. On Saturday afternoon, he's out there as more of a special teams guy, but someone who could maybe develop into being that safety, like a really good backup safety for the Panthers. But of course, Von Bell, Xavier Woods, they're going to get the majority of the snaps this upcoming season. Where does Eric Rowe fit in that? Well, Eric Rowe went out there, had a, had a pass breakup, made a couple plays. He's a veteran, someone who it makes sense that the Panthers would want to bring him in to have some depth back there if something were to happen. To some of those guys ahead of him, like uh, like Von Bell or like Xavier Woods, and still allow Jeremy Chin to play in the more playmaking role that they wanted to play this upcoming season in this new three four scheme. Eric Rowe had a good day, and I think he's someone now who's helped himself to possibly be a part of the roster. And I've looked at other people's roster projections. Some people had Rowe on the roster. Some people didn't have Rowe on the roster. I think right now I'd have Rowe on the roster heading into the week two of the preseason for the Carolina Panthers. So Barno, Brown, Rowe, three guys who I think helped their cause. Now there's three guys who I feel like hurt their cause to make the roster. The first one's Michael Jordan, who I never felt like was going to make the roster in the first place. We barely saw him, if at all, last season as the Panthers played pretty much the same six offensive linemen all year long until week 18 when we saw the injuries to Brady Christensen and we saw the injury to Austin Corbett that has him still out with that ACL and on pup. Michael Jordan didn't see a lot of them last year. The year prior, we saw way too much of them. As the Carolina Panthers really struggled, especially in the interior of the offensive line. And we saw on Saturday, Michael Jordan gave up a sack when Bryce Young was out there at quarterback. Also, when he moved over the right tackle, he gave up a sack when Matt Corral was at quarterback. Michael Jordan just has not shown enough in the past and right now to believe that he's someone worth keeping on the roster. I felt going into it, he wasn't going to make it. And... He did himself no favors with his performance on Saturday afternoon in that loss. Another offensive lineman who did not do themselves any favors, Cam Irving. He didn't really look all that great, and the Panthers can look at it. There's kind of you keep a veteran of a certain amount of years on your roster. The guarantee the, um, on your roster, their um, contract is guaranteed, and Irving didn't look great. I know the Panthers needed um, one of those guys to be a swing tackle, and it made sense considering he had been here last year. But they see other options out there. Come roster cut down. Maybe they decide that Cam Irving someone they want to part ways with. Also, for Cam Irving, he hurt his ankle. And Frank Reich came out and said on Monday that they're kind of waiting see mode. They're not quite ready to set a timetable uh, for when he's going to be back. And if he's not healthy, then the Panthers may have to move on. And if, if we talked about the offensive line, if there is a competition and maybe Chandler Zavala goes out there and wins a left guard job and that bounces Brady Christensen to the backup spot, he's a much better swing tackle for the Panthers than Cam Irving is for them right now. So Cam Irving did not do himself of any favors when he was healthy out there, but now that he has that injury that also could hurt his chances of making the roster. Then the last guy, Matt Corral, the new rule changes here in the NFL where they have the third emergency quarterback. Panthers and every team in the NFL are incentivized to keep him on the roster. But Matt Corral has played very little football. That was only the third time since he's been a Panther that he's actually been out there playing, and he did not look good. Last season didn't look good, and on Saturday, he looked 
skittish, did not look like he was confident at all. He was inaccurate even when he had time. He's got to fix it. And Matt Corral went out and said he's not worried about his feet. He's worried about his eyes and trusting what he sees. But that trust is just not there, and it comes with experience. But if you're the Carolina Panthers and you're looking at, okay, do we want to keep a guy like Amari Barno on the roster, or do we want to keep Matt Corral from what you saw on Saturday, who's the guy you would want to keep? Barno. And also the guy who's going to have far more of an impact on your roster because he can play special teams, and it's possible he could get an opportunity to go in there and rush the passer if called upon. If Matt Corral plays for you, it's going to be in an emergency situation because Andy Dalton got hurt, and of course Bryce Young got hurt. And do you have any confidence that Matt Corral can come in and help your football team win games? No. Now, how many teams in the league are going to feel confident in their third quarterback? Not very many of them. But wouldn't you rather have someone who's actually played and started in the NFL, someone like Jake Luton, who started three games back in 2020, or maybe another veteran journeyman out there who could be available later on this month, early September? Would you rather have them? Or would you rather have Matt Corral, who, yes, has a cost-controlled contract, but what does that mean if he's not developing in the way that you need to see him develop and he's playing in the way that he played on Saturday? Not very much. So I feel like Matt Corral, who, coming to camp, and probably still right now has a roster spot, he certainly did not help himself to maintain that spot heading into the week two of the train of preseason as the Panthers head up to New York to face off against the Giants. So that's who helped themselves, that's who hurt themselves on Saturday in that preseason opener against the Jets. Frank Reich, the Panthers head coach, did speak to the media on Monday afternoon following practice, providing a update to some injuries and also his overall thoughts on where the team is right now. We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. Following the game on Saturday, Frank Reich summed it up as a good week. That ended poorly as the Carolina Panthers just got blown out by the Jets 27-0 in a preseason game. But again, preseason games, results, not all that big of a deal. But some of the things that happened in those games certainly matter, like the injuries and the performance of the offensive line, which was the primary focus for a lot of people when questioning Frank Reich on Monday following practice, the first practice, of course, since the preseason game on Saturday. Frank Reich saying that the team is working hard to finalize who that top five is going to be. Now, going into things a couple weeks ago, we felt like that's going to be pretty simple. Left tackle, Ike Iquanu, left guard, Brady Christensen, center, Bradley Bozeman, right guard, Cade Mays, right tackle, Taylor Moten. Now, right guard, surely there could be some sort of change there where it could maybe be Justin McCray, who they brought in in free agency, who has experience working with offensive line coach James Campen. Maybe he could be the right guard. Or maybe it could be someone like Chandler Zavala, who's probably more naturally at left guard. Maybe you move Brady Christensen the right guard. You felt fine. You felt good, really. And I had said it was a strength of the, of the offense, of the team, the offensive line here in Carolina. Well, now we're sitting in a situation where we're not quite sure who the top five are. And now I still feel like, and I'm very confident that it will still be Ike Aquano at left tackle. It will still be Taylor Moten at right guard. And it will still be Bradley Bozeman at center. But left guard, right guard, I'm not so sure who's going to slot into those spots right now. And Frank Reich has been wanting to make a decision, but he's been holding off because they wanted to wait for Chandler Zavala to come off a of pup, which he did last week. Of course, he did not play 
on Saturday, he was back out there actually working with the ones in situations at both guard spots. Also, Nash Jensen, someone who was out last week during the uh, preseason game, the UDFA out of North Dakota State, who won a ton of national championships there. Big guy who they like a lot at, at guard. He's someone who they've put in there at right guard with the ones before. He wanted to wait for those two guys to get healthy. So maybe the competition really ramps up now, especially after what we saw last week. Don't think there's much competition, if any at all, at the tackle spots, considering the way that both Larnell Coleman, who got beat on the same spin move multiple times, and Cam Irving performed on Saturday. Like, tackle spots, we know who's who those guys are going to be. But the guard spots, there are some big-time questions there. Now, Cade Mays, I think he's still comfortably on the roster. They drafted him last year. He's also someone who they still want to develop, and he's someone who's versatile, and that means a lot. And that's something that can help the Panthers when they get down to the numbers and, hey, who we keep, who do we not keep? You want a guy who's versatile who can help you out there. Cade Mays can do that as he played – both center, tackle, and guard, all three of those positions on Saturday afternoon. But now that the Zavala is off pup, and there was already talk that he could come in and push Brady Christensen at left guard, and that's something they came out and said. Like, this is one of the things where the staff likes Zavala, they inherited Christensen. Not to say that they don't think Christensen can help them, but they brought in Zavala for a reason. If they feel like he can come in and he can partner with Icky there on the left side and help this team out, then he'll win that job, and it might be the best thing for the Panthers that Brady Christensen is their swing tackle, or maybe he's moved up to the right guard in the meantime until Austin Corbett comes back healthy and is ready to help the team. So they're trying to find their top five, and I did not see ourselves in this situation two weeks prior to roster cutdowns where the Carolina Panthers were unsure who their top five offensive linemen are. Like, that's just not the situation that any of us expected to be in and not great so far for the Panthers, but there's plenty of time. And Frank Reich still said that he feels like that is the strength of their team, that he feels like that they just had a bad day, that he's not going to give up on them. He still has conviction on this offensive line. We just got to see them be better. And if the performance we saw on Saturday is going to be the performance that happens all season long, and if that's the strength, then the Panthers are in trouble. I do think they're much better than what they showed. I feel good at the t about the tackle spots. Good feel, feel good about center. The guard spots, big-time questions there for the Carolina Panthers following that preseason game and heading into preseason week two against the Giants, which will be very telling. Now, one thing, Cam Irving, he's going to be out. And Reich, who was saying he had to talk to the doctors, wasn't quite sure how long he would be out. I already talked about just momentarily how Irving didn't help himself even when he was out there on the field. But now if he's off the field not playing, that's not going to help him be able to make, it, make the roster here in Carolina. And if – Bray Christensen goes out there and loses his job, he could become a swing tackle, and you could have Zavala or someone else be there, the starter at left guard. You would think it would be Zavala. Another injury update, Henry Anderson, um, who got hurt on Saturday. They're going to wait to see what happens with him. They said it's going to be a minute until he's back. What does that mean? What's a minute? I don't know. It's not 60 seconds. It could be maybe a couple days, maybe a couple weeks. But Frank Reich doesn't want to really say day-to-day -day or week-to-week -week just yet. So waiting on his kind of uh, situation. Terrace Marshall uh, was carted off on Monday. If you saw Adam Schefter's tweet, you probably freaked out. But if you looked at the tweet of people who are actually in Charlotte covering the team on a day-to-day -day basis, they said that he just was riding in the front of a cart. Didn't look like anything dramatic. It wasn't like the team was crowded around him, that he was taken off with an air cast or anything kind of anything like that, like we typically see when guys get carted off during training camp. Not that serious. He's dealing with a back. He's tweaked it. We'll see how long that is. He was already behind the depth chart to Jonathan Mingo, so this is something that's going to pretty much assure that he will not likely be the starter once we get to week one in an opener against the Falcons. 
Falcons, and then the Panthers are continuing to monitor Miles Sanders, the running back, who is out right now with a hamstring, missed on Saturday, and I would probably think he's not going to play on Friday as the Panthers need to make sure he's good to go and he's healthy once the games really start to count. All right, it's going to wrap up this edition of the Locked On Pages podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, y'all make sure to subscribe or follow the show for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where on Fridays throughout the rest of the preseason, I'll answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions, either at me or DM me over on Twitter to get those questions into me now. But in the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole. As always, keep pounding, and I'll talk to you all on Tuesday, or Wednesday, rather.